White Sox Weekly. There's a ball driven deep in the alley in left center, and it's up onto the burn. A laser home run for Luis Robert. I think they want to perform well. I think they want to do their job. It's a high drive in a deep left field. Way back goes Maribel, and it is a grand slam for your mean Mercedes. And the comeback Sox are coming back again with a 4-3 lead. The proverbial window has begun to open. Tim Anderson turned on it, burned on it. The Chicago baseball conversation. Flipped the bat and started running. On the flagship home of the Sox. It is good. 720 WGN. Good afternoon. Month of March, baby. That means, ladies and gentlemen, that we are inching closer and closer to opening day. Last week, I did trivia with uh, Zach Collins, asked him how many days till opening day, and he said 50 some odd days, and that was incorrect. We are down. To 26, and uh, yes, March the 26th, the Kansas City Royals will be at Guaranteed Rate Field for a 110 start, followed by a day off, and then the Royals will be here on March the 28th. Oh, I, will we take the weather today for the opener? I, I think we actually would. It wouldn't be terrible, right? I'm getting excited, and i got a lot on the show today for you. 312-981-7200 is our phone number if you want to jump in. Curtis Koch is our producer. My name is Mark Carmen. White Sox Weekly till 2. Sports Central from 2 until 3. And then Northwestern Basketball coming up at Nebraska. Billy McKinney, arguably the all-time greatest Wildcat hooper on the men's side alongside Dave Ennett today as Joey Meyer still coming back from the hip surgery. Uh, Joey will be doing games the rest of the way. And he was back earlier this week against Illinois, but uh, Billy McKinney sitting in today looking forward to hearing him alongside Dave. All right, so here's the question for you White Sox fans. The White Sox spent a ton of dough, very busy offseason. Everyone's excited. I'm excited. You're excited. Playoffs are a possibility. But so how do the Sox right now go about strategizing how to start the season. Like If you're all in, right, and you're trying to win this year, I don't know if they are. But if you are all in, and Michael Kopech is having a dynamite spring whenever he gets on the mound, he looks great, and Nick Madrigal is rolling and has a phenomenal spring as well, do those guys start the year with the club? Right? You're trying to win. You're trying to get off to a good start. Every game matters. I know it's a long season, but if these are the best guys, do you start the season with them? Very risky with Kopech, right? Coming off Tommy John, didn't pitch at all last season. Would you even consider starting the year with him? I would not. And with Nick Madrigal, he zoomed through the minors last year. He very he thought he was ready coming out of spring training last season, which is crazy, but that he's a very confident guy. Do you... Start the season with them this year. And going further than that, would you consider leading them off? Because right now, you know, Tim Anderson in the top of the order, you know, he's not an on-base guy. He's just, it, 
won the batting title, but I don't see Timmy as a long term in the one hole as that's that's going to be his career. So would you consider being doing something that aggressive? Now, if you're not right and you're looking, hey, we're going to take Kopech along slowly, which would make sense. And you know what? Let's let Nick start the season at AAA. Let's see if he gets off, uh, you know, to a great start, and then we'll bring him up middle of April, middle of May, whenever it is, and we'll let Leary Garcia lead off or play second base and bat down in the order and just be a little bit more conservative, keep that extra year of control, all that with Nick Madrigal. Okay, that all makes sense. But then the other side of it is you got a lot of young guys. So you've gone out, you get Grandal, you've got McCann, You've got Edwin Encarnacion. Where does that leave Zach Collins? It most likely leaves him in AAA, and he's developing there. And maybe the White Sox are getting more and more on the lines of this guy hopefully is going to create value in a trade. He's not going to be playing for us. Or you're thinking next season maybe McCann goes elsewhere and Collins is the backup and he plays some DH. But then you've got to let him develop, right? You can't, he can't just do all his development down at AAA. And it's harder and harder to develop a guy as you get more into your window. So does it make more sense for him to get at bats now? I don't know where they would come from. So it, there, there's you have to balance wanting to be all in and compete versus actually developing guys at the same time. If you're all in, maybe Madrigal started the season. If you're not all in, he's in Triple A. If you're all in, you know there's a there's an interesting balancing act that the Sox got to go through here. Three one two nine eight one. 7,200. And then, you know, you look at what happens if young guys are, are coming along and they're playing, they're having years in the minors that are way better than you anticipated and they're on the fast track, right? Like, I don't know. Every time I see Andrew Vaughn step to the plate, that swing looks sweet. That dude looks nice. Is he a guy that you might consider giving it bats to also at the DH spot. What happens if he's killing it? And Edwin Encarnacion perhaps is not. I hope that's not the case. You went out and paid $12 million for him. You want him to be in the middle of that order. But then it's like, oh, hold on a second. We got a guy down in the minors who we weren't expecting to bring up right now, but he's killing it and we're trying to win. Do we fast track a guy? Those could be conversations that happen. These are the thoughts that I'm having late at night when I'm just sitting there about White Sox baseball, trying to figure out how this season is going to go. 312-981-7200. Coming up on the show today, Yermin Mercedes is having the spring. Will he be the 26th man? Will he be on the roster? Does that make sense? Uh, we'll talk to him after 145. Paul Canerco showed up at White Sox spring training this week and had a lot of interesting things to say. We're going to hear from Pauly next and from you. 312-981-7200. White Sox Weekly. We're into March. Opening day, March 26th. The Kansas City Royals at Guaranteed Rate Field. It's 720 WGN. Get real in the morning with Larry Potash, Robin Baumgarten, Paul Conrad, and the entire WGN TV morning news team. Weekdays, 4 until 10. 720 WGN. It's White Sox Weekly. Mark Harmon with you till 2 o'clock today. Just laying out how this is going to go. Are you all in as a fan? Do you want to forego, throw caution to the wind, and 
kind of fast forward into competing right at the beginning of the season? I don't think the White Sox are going to do that with Michael Kopech, but it's an interesting question. If he has a great spring or and, and starts the year in the minors and he's, and he's pitching great, how long do you keep him down there, right? What do you do with Nick Madrigal? Do you put him in the lineup if he has a great spring? These are the questions that are being bandied about. I want to get into uh, Paul Konerko in a second here and some thoughts on the Houston Astros. Um, but we'll let's take a couple calls here on what's coming with the White Sox in 2020. What's up, Cork? Welcome to WGN, 312-981-7200. Go ahead, Cork. Yeah, I love your show. You know, rolling out of IIT Lab in Bridgeport, you know, to see a Sox game. I can't wait till the season ends. I, I begins. I think that, that this... It, we are deep in it two two times over in at each position. I think Madrigal is going to have a great season. I think uh, with what Roberts did yesterday and Jimenez with the long ball. Um, I love, by the way, Canerco's comments. Of course, you know when he was uh, on MLB doing the internet game the other day. I I tell you what. Um, um, I think the Sox are going to at least make the playoffs. At least. Yeah, but Cork, answer the question here. Do you want Madrigal starting the year with the team, or do you want him in AAA? Do you want them to be more aggressive with with Michael Kopech if he's looking great, or do you want him to take tape? Hey, just let, let's be careful. That is a huge piece of our franchise. Hopefully we'll pitch at the top of the rotation for five, six, seven years. I have no problem with seeing him in June and or, you know, even 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 July, if he starts slow down there, just give the guy time. There's no there's no rush. Where are you at on that part of it? Yes, definitely. You know, a pitcher's arm is not to be messed with. Um, and good coaches, like we got a good pitching coach. If they see any twist in his eye, or they just should sit him down and and just make him do simulated games. Madrigal has all the potential in the world. He reminds me so much of uh, when uh, Moncada came up. You know, I mean, he's got a stroke on him. He's just got to bear down in the box. If, if he just bats 250, I think it would be worth him. Because, you know, that's even though I hated to lose Sanchez last year, I think Madrigal is going to be at least as good as as uh, Sanchez, even though I miss Sanchez. All right, Cork, appreciate you. I miss Yolmer, too. And good luck to him in San Francisco. I thought Yolmer was very dead-on accurate with his introspection on why he's not with the White Sox anymore, and he just said, I did not hit enough. I didn't. And so the Sox had a decision to make, and they had magical coming, so rather than paying Yolmer roughly $5 million in arbitration eligible, they, they let him go. And hopefully uh, hopefully he has a great season in San Francisco. Everybody loves Yolmer, and Yolmer's going to be missed in that clubhouse. Madrigal's different, though, than, than Moncada. I mean, that's a totally different player. Moncada is going to take the ball out of the ballpark. Moncada is an MVP candidate. I'm not. I don't want to take chips off the table on Madrigal, but you just want a guy who will get on and play a solid second base. I think about the 2005 World Series White Sox, and one of the keys to that lineup. I mean, Paul Konerko was sweet, and Jermaine Dye was sweet, and the middle of the order was nice, and the pitching was great. But Scott Pitsednik was enormous for that team. You need a guy at the top. I don't care what baseball sabermetricians will tell you, I want a leadoff guy who will get on set-the-tone steal bases. It has a huge impact. And if Madrigal can be that, 
you're that much closer to a World Series. Let me get Mike, who wants to pump the brakes on the White Sox. Mike, go ahead. Let's let's hear. Yeah, it. absolutely. Let's... You got to pump the brakes because you know we got too many unanswered questions here uh-huh. with injuries. Uh, you got Kolpak. He he shouldn't come up till end of May, June. You know he needs to slow down and take care of that shoulder. And make sure he's a hundred percent. And then Mandrigal, I I think he comes up late May. You know. Uh, so, you put in, uh, Mike, are you a diehard? Where are you? Where are, you are you a Sox fan? I'm, I'm a die. I'm a diehard, but okay. you know, I'm I'm like slow down. So, you know, because you know, you got Zach Birdie who coming off a shoulder injury. He might come up. I loved the uh, interview last week with uh, Carson Palmer. Uh, that was great. I think he makes the team and winds up in the bullpen. Uh, we got a lot of guys that can start. Start at the top of the lineup. So you know you got Emmy Anderson, uh, you got Leary. Yeah, he could lead off. Mike, Larry I got Leary could lead off. Mike, I you pre- got uh, you got the catcher, uh, man, uh, Grandel. Yeah, well, ha- hang- he is really good. Hang on, Mike. Hang on. Let's have a conversation, me and you, my friend. Um, so, I'm just curious, Mike. What what win total would you be happy with this year? This year, I'd be happy with eighty-five wins. Eight, okay, so anything over five hundred. Okay, so if they if they finish, let's let's just say they have a, a seventy-five win season, Mike. But you see a lot, of, but you see a lot of development. Kopech comes up like when you said in June, and he pitches well. Madrigal comes up later in the season, and he gets hot at the end of the year. And mm-hmm. and and for the and let's say. Let's 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 pick key guys taking positive steps. Dylan Cease, right? And they win seventy five right. games. Would that would would any optimism be taken off the table? Uh, yeah, it would. And the manager would have to go with all his talent. Okay, okay, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, I mean, uh, absolutely. Uh, Ricky Renteria has got this potent lineup. I think defensively, there may be some question marks as far as right field. Yeah, but you don't know. You got to see. Maybe they keep, you know, the center fielder. What's the name? Uh, Robert. No, no, no. Adam He's Angle. Be a stud. Adam Angle. You you want Adam to... Angle? Maybe they maybe they put him in right field. Mm, okay. And Mike, I appreciate the phone call. Look, Adam Angle is a perfect guy to have on your team to play once a week. Give a guy a rest. Play center. Play right. Play left. Come in late in games. Be a defensive replacement. I, I'm a big fan of, of of having a guy like that on the roster, and I like Adam Angle personally. So I, he's a big guest on White Sox Weekly, so I'm a little biased. And by the way, thank you for listening to last week's show with Zach Collins. You can check out the interview if you missed it at wgnradio.com. I like that. That's interesting to me. What he said at the end there, Mike, that the wins actually do matter this year. That you are paying attention to that. And I don't know if Ricky's job will be on the line or not. They love Ricky Renteria, and and. I don't. I don't think it's fair to say. Well, Ricky's job is on the line. What happens if Luis Robert starts the season super slow? What happens if Dylan Cease is not ready? He's not firing, you know, to the level that he can until the middle of July and August. What happens if the same thing for Kopech? Guys actually start to get a whole lot better at the end of the year. I mean, we got to see this play out. And as far as right field goes, look, I don't. I don't think any White Sox fan that I know of has paid real close attention to what Nomar Mazara looks like in right. I haven't watched him enough. I don't know. I've heard he's fine. I've heard he's not fine. We'll have to see. 
But that's part of having a bench with a lot of options. One of the guys on that bench is going to be Yermin Mercedes, perhaps at least. He's killing the ball down in the spring and would be an interesting bat to have, but also very redundant in that order. Right-handed hitter, catcher, DH, we've got a lot of those. But, hey, if you're hitting just absolutely crushing the baseball. Maybe it's a guy who's going to be on up here. So let's hear from Yermin coming on back here. We'll get to Paul Canerco as well. This is White Sox Weekly at 720 WGN. White Sox fans, single games tickets on sale now. You can be here for it all. Watch the White Sox change the game in 2020. Get your tickets at whitesox.com. And you can now customize your game day menu in a private diamond suite. Check out the food and beverage upgrades, and you can learn more about the 20-person suites that start at just $112 per person. For more information, visit whitesox.com or call 312-674-1000. It's 720 WGN, and Yermin Mercedes is having quite the spring training Four for nine, couple of homers, five RBIs. You're mean. This is your moment, it feels like. You're getting an opportunity. There's potentially, hopefully, a roster spot for you. And if not, you're certainly impressing. I would assume you feel good about the way spring training has started. Um, I feel great for for this spring. You know, um, for the, the, the opportunity that was given to me in the spring. So just working hard. Um let everybody know I'm ready to, to build the 26 uh, men in the roster. Uh, I just try to keep them working hard, uh, do, the, do the right job in the, in the field. See, you keep saying 26th man. Maybe you can be even more than that. Who knows, right? Yeah. I know you just want to make the club. That's why you say 26th man, and you don't want to try to step on any of your teammates. But do you feel like... If given the opportunity, whether it's with the White Sox or another team, that you're ready to play every day in the big leagues? Yes, yes, of course. I'm ready to play every day. Um, I just try to to do the little team, the field. Um, that's what you say. Uh, maybe another 26, maybe 20, 15, the man, the roster. But right now we got like a 25 in the roster, like the regular roster in the big leagues, like like last year. Uh, just to, to try to fight to find out like. Like my position in the in the roster, uh, I don't know the White Sox what they think about it, but I just trying to work hard every day, uh, be in the roster and uh, the opening day. What has Ricky Renteria told you, if anything? Uh Ricky, Ricky's like like my dad, you know. Um, he just told me to me like keep working hard. Um, you never know, you never know, you never know what's going on. Um, just to, to work in high every day, uh, do the right job. Yeah, makes sense. So you were with the Nationals organization, the Orioles, and now with the White Sox. Why do you think you've been able to get to the next level with, with the White Sox? Is there anything about the organization that's helped you? Uh, the thing is working hard. The thing is working hard every day. Just prepared. Um, let everybody know you're ready to play. Uh, for me, just working hard every day, uh, coming to the stadium, uh, do my job, um, believe in myself, you know, believe in myself, uh, believe in the White Sox. Uh, I think I think they, they give me the opportunity this year, but uh, 
I just need to keep them working hard. Uh, that's that's all I got. That's all I got. Just working hard uh, and do my job in the field. Do you have to pay extra attention to your weights? Is it something that affects your play if you let yourself get too big at a point, or is that something that doesn't matter at all? You've played at this weight for a long time, and you're very successful at it. Yes, yes, yes. That's that's awesome for me. You know, uh, um, I know I had a long time, not in the big list, but uh, my job right now is keep working, bro. Keep working. Uh, yeah. Don't keep the head down. Just keep the head up. Uh, believe. Believe in me. Uh, I know I got too much for show everybody. Um, I believe in me, bro. Uh, I just want to keep working hard. That's what I got. I got you. Who was your favorite player growing up, your man? And, and tell me why. My favorite player is Robbie Cano. I always I like Cano because I like the swinging. Um, you know what? I never know, never. Robbie Cano is my cousin. I never know because Robbie Cano is got he got the Mercedes from uh, uh, my my father's family, but I never know, never. I just know uh, last year because <laughs> Cano talked with me. Uh, he said, hey, but you my cousin. I say, what? I never know how you're cousin, bro. Uh, I'm, I'm excited because I never, never imagined that, that Robbie Cano is my, my cousin. Now I know him my cousin. Um, and every day. Every time when I little kid, I just try to to swing like like him because I like 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 his swinging, like he do the like he do the job in the stadium in the field. Uh, I'm I'm excited right now. So hold on, you were growing up and your favorite player was Robinson Cano, and you didn't yes. know that he was your cousin. Yes. Uh, and and your dad told you, is that right? No no no, Robbie no no no, Robbie Cano, Robbie Robbie he he, he told me. Oh wow. I'm cousin. Because uh, last year when I've been the double A, he he texted me. Um, he he asked him about it. Like, where's my my family from? Like, from my father. I say from the El Sable in La Romana, Dominican Republic. Um, he say, oh, but I'm uh, my my family's from the El Sable. I'm, I'm Mercedes. So what? <laughs> I just I just surprised because I I, I never know like. He go to tell me like I'm here coughing. so I'm excited for that. That's a good guy to have on your side, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Who on the team are you closest with, Jermaine? Oh, <laughs> I got a lot of guys, a lot of guys, a lot of guys because I'm a fun guy. So everybody like how how I juggle with the team, how I talk with the team, you know. But uh, I got a lot of friends like uh, my Latino friend, the best friend like Luis Robert. Michael Adolfo, um, Jose Abreu, uh, Eloy Jimenez, everybody, you know, everybody, uh, uh, my teammates, I just try to um, keep together with them, um, keep the good relationship. Um, you know, I'm proud. I'm proud because I got a lot of guys next to me, uh, talk with me every day, joke with me every day. Um, I'm excited right now because I got a lot, a lot of, a lot of uh, Latin guys next to me. Help me um, be fun. I would be fun in the, in the stadium. But if the White Sox said to you, you have to have a roommate for the season, which one of those guys would you pick to be your roommate? Uh, for real, <laughs> it's tough for me. <laughs> but I'd say on the season, Luis Robert or Mike Adolfo, I'll be with them in the roommates. So I'm sorry 
he's away with Dane uh, in the mile or two. I'm going to say you're close with Luis because you keep saying him first. Is that, is that fair? Yes, yes. I'm close with Luis. Uh, um, that's a good player, no, good boy. So <laughs> I'm I'm be excited. So my, I'm going to be next to him in the, in the mile or two. Have you mentioned to him that you had better numbers last year than he did? Yes, 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 yes. He got the ability. He got the ability. Um, he, he can he can put a good numbers because he got the uh, uh, um, the run, he catch everything. You know, he's a good boy. I mean, of but, course, we we together in the last year. We be together in the double A. He do the homer, do the homer. He do double. Who I did hit in the triple A too. You know, we we got a, a, a like like a movie. <laughs> A movie in the in the main list last year because we together we're working hard uh, we we try to to do the job in the stadium. You can hit the ball farther than Luis though. <laughs> <laughs> so so. <laughs> I'm I'm, uh, I'm just trying to prop you up here because every you know everybody knows that Luis is uh, you know top prospect and all that, but your main Mercedes right. can hit the ball pretty far too. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. Okay. Hey, Yermin, I appreciate the time. Before before you go here, just just tell me, you know, what you've learned this spring from Grandal, who's I guess been hurt a little bit here, but he's he's still around, and that's a veteran catcher, and also being around James McCann. What are you picking up from these these catchers that have been around the block? Uh, I think with those guys uh, coming early in the in the afternoon, in the, in the morning, coming early, working with those guys because. Those guys have a, like a, a lot of spirit in the majors. Um, they try to to help us, uh, all the culture here. Uh, we come in early to the stadium, uh, uh, do the grills, do everything, and the L world with them. Uh, Grandar, you know, is that the big guy? Like he got a lot uh, uh, um, um, spirit in the in the, in, the, in the World Series with the Dodgers. Uh, those those guys are good. Those guys those guys are good. Uh, um, I just want to learn um, what they told with us, like how how we catch, how how we can cut the pitch, how we can help the pitchers. Uh, I'm sorry because I have those guys here with me. Uh, they they try to 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 help us, you know. Uh, I'm sorry for that too. Yeah. Have you ever been to Chicago? You mean? No, never, never, no, never. I'm gonna be in Chicago. So if you make the team. Getting to Guaranteed Rate Field will be your first time ever in the city. Yes, yes, my first time in the city uh, is when uh, it might be in the Russell with the, with the White Sox. Okay, well, if you need any help with housing or where you need to live, just call me up, okay? You know what I mean? I, got, I, I know people. I'll, I'll get you in a sweet spot, beautiful view of the lake, and you can get right over to Guaranteed Rate Field in no time. Uh, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you for everything. Thank you for for. For trying to help me, I uh, uh, appreciate it for that. I, I think the White Sox will will, ta- will take care of you. But hey, uh, you're gonna love it here, man. And I'm I'm rooting for you. Hope you make the team. And uh, you put up a lot of numbers. You put a lot of time into this, so you deserve an opportunity. I hope you get it. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Appreciate. It. My pleasure. You're mean, Mercedes. I think he was serious about uh, me actually finding him a place to live. Maybe a little too trusting of at the Carm over here. Uh, you're mean, Mercedes. Rooting for him. And by the way. Just mentioning, you know, you look at the numbers last year at AAA. Uh, Luis Robert played 47 games at AAA at 223 at-bats. How many home runs did he hit? He hit 16. You're mean Mercedes. 
Played 53 games, but only had 220 at-bats. That is three less at-bats, if my math is correct. I believe it is. And Yermin knocked out 17 home runs. Or, uh, so one more. How about that? One more homer from Yermin. So he doesn't have to take a backseat to Luis Robert. Everybody's, you know, this is a guy that is interesting. I don't know if he's going to make the club. I don't know if he's. I don't know if if uh, if I'm somebody looking around. Baseball catchers are always in demand. He is getting up there. I mean, 27 years old for somebody who's never played in the big leagues. That's a long time to spend in the minors. So. There's obviously some questions there, but an interesting piece that maybe somebody would want to pick off. Maybe the White Sox get some value. Who knows what will happen there. Hey, you can uh, choose a 10-game ticket package. Select the games that fit in your schedule and your budget. Lower-level plans start at just $205. $205. That is cheap. Find the plan that's right for you at WhiteSox.com or call text SOXTICKS. 312-674-1000. That's $20 a ticket to do the math for you for a lower-level seat. And you can also receive the ultimate all-inclusive experience with the premium season ticket package. Take advantage of the flexible payment plans and our ticket exchange program with the all-inclusive packages starting at just 20 games. For more information on that part, you can visit WhiteSox.com or call 312-674-1000. Real quick, Bruce, you've called in a bunch. Let me get you on the air here. Bruce, welcome to White Sox Weekly. What's going on, man? I was just giving my thoughts of uh, what I'd like their season to be. Yeah, go ahead, man. Okay. Uh, well, to start off with, in, um, in 2018, they were 62, and they lost 100. Yep. And and then last year, they were 72 and 89. They they didn't play one game. Right. So now this year, I'm hoping for, because there's a lot of hype about them, I'm hoping that they can win on an average of three games more per month over their loss. Uh-huh. That would give them a season of 90 and 72. All right. That's good math and, right there. And of course, he would have to be in second place, second. you know, in order to get in the playoffs. Hmm. I don't know, man. 90, yeah. 90 wins might beat Minnesota this year. We'll see. Twins are loaded, but you never know. They had a phenomenal yeah. season last year and played, I thought, at the yeah. high end of their ability. So we'll see. Yeah. 90 you know, wins. I figure, I figure some games they can outslug them, and other games the pitching will hold up. Yep. Timing is, is is crucial on that one, Bruce, right? I appreciate your call, my friend. 90 wins sounds amazing. Uh, optimism is high, but I also think it's mostly grounded. Like, that's a f- three more wins a month. Doesn't sound like a ton. They're going to need, the White Sox are going to need, uh, well, we all know that we, you can't have a huge fall-off from Tim Anderson. You can't have a huge fall-off from Michael Kopech. You need Luis Robert to be a very good baseball player. You need Dylan uh, you, you need Dylan Cease to be just a credible fifth starter, honestly. I mean, think about who the White Sox were throwing out there last year. I just almost said Dylan Covey, and that just made me kind of jump around a little bit out there. I mean, they were just throwing out starters that are not major league quality starters that should not be the case this year right 
Gio Gonzalez, I, I, I would anticipate that you're going to get a lot more out of him than you got out of that spot last year. And if Gio's not great, then he can end up sliding over and being in the bullpen when Michael Kopech comes up. There's actually some depth. A lot to be optimistic about. Paul Canerco coming up here, White Sox Weekly till 2 on 720 WGN. Stay up to date on all things White Sox by signing up for the free White Sox blacklist. You get breaking news, prospect updates, special ticket offers, and more delivered right to your inbox. Visit WhiteSox.com slash blacklist to sign up today. So Paul Canerco stopping by training camp this week. And of course, the conversation turned to the Houston Astros. We're going to do a little bit more on the Astros coming up on Sports Central after 2 o'clock. But Canerco was asked because Paulie went about things the right way. He was not a steroid guy. Neither was Frank Thomas. But a lot of guys around him were. So... That probably bothered Paul Canerco, right? And the Astros cheating has got to bother all of baseball. How do you compare the two, Paul Canerco? Obviously two different situations, but in a lot of ways the same. And what I mean by that is, you know, I tend to take the outlook on these things of, like, baseball is going to be around forever. So, like, 20 years from now, um, you know, you look back and you say, that one point in time, that happened. And because of that... It caused this rule, it caused this, this, and this, and the game's in a better place today because of that. But when you're going through those things, it seems like, man, like the whole thing might explode, right? And like an, an end, and it seems like how could we have not cut this? How could the league or how could the people not have seen that coming or whatever it might be? But when you really look at a lot of different businesses and different um, different walks of life, right? All these, you always see that, right? You see like something happened. And then there was changes made and rules made and, like, you know, all these different sanctions or whatever it might have been. And then things got better and then something else happens, right? Like six years from now, they'll be in something else. And it's just kind of like a natural thing, I think, when you talk about, like, professional, not sports, but just, like, anything where there's involving people getting paid and trying to get ahead of your competitors. There's always going to be people pushing that envelope and uh, things happen like that. So I don't, I don't, maybe I'm not reacting hard enough to it or I don't care as much, but I always feel like it's just like stuff happens and then they, you know, it has to happen and then they, it gets better and then it's kind of like you don't have to worry about it anymore, you know? So that was interesting, right? A natural thing. He called the Astros seeking an advantage in any way they possibly could as quote-unquote natural. And I think he's dead right. That is part of being human, right? We look for an edge and we think of ways we can get it no matter the repercussions, no matter the integrity. And then we had to sit there and actually make a choice. Well, do I want to throw my entire integrity up as a baseball player to hit for a higher average, hit more home runs, win more games, get paid more money, go back in the day, do I want to take a needle in my behind to try to hit the ball out of the ballpark and get a huge contract because I see everybody else around the game doing it? I'm Barry Bonds and I'm staring at Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. I know I'm twice the player of them and they're hitting more homers than me. Am I supposed to just sit here and, and, and hit 30 to 35 home runs a year when I know these guys are doing something because there's no way that that's the, those numbers are real? Well, if they're doing it, I'm going to do it, right? You, these are all the discussions that you have to have. And some guys said, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not, putting my, I'm not going to put my health on the line just to make a couple more dollars or a lot more dollars. My integrity means more than that. The Houston Astros proved that, they, hey, hey, 
However they, however they talk to themselves, they, they made the opposite choice. They figured out a way to get an edge, and they were like, we are moving towards that edge. But I thought it was interesting that Paul used the word natural. I think that's a good way of putting it. What about those players? Because he was very clear at the end there too, right? I maybe should be more over the top about this. Well, what about those players getting cheated out of a contract? Does that bother you, Paul Canerco? Yeah, and I mean, but I think it's all one of those things where, you know, as a player or as a in your career, whatever you do, um, some you win some, you lose some, right? Like meaning sometimes you catch. Um, it obviously shouldn't have been done, and it definitely caught. It, it definitely affected people. There's no doubt about that. It affected the, the the course of history, whether it be with this guy or this team or however things could have, have ended up. Um, but I just don't know. No one can really ever specifically say, well, this is can quantify that exactly, right? So you just do the best you can with it. You make the rules so it doesn't happen again in that area of the game. And you just move on. I mean, what else can you do? Unless someone has a better suggestion than that. Of If anybody has a time machine, maybe... But I think that's about it, right? I mean, other than that, you have to just move on and do the best you can moving forward. And that goes for any of this stuff when there's some sort of kind of hiccup with almost like a loophole, right? Like where something happens and it comes out and it's like, how do we get around this? How, do, how did this happen? But you just make the best rules you can moving forward and then know that that one sliver of the game from then on, like they already told me some rules that are going on now, like, you know, you can't go in the video room as a player now at all during games, um, you know, like that the last year you could, so already that's like a thing now. And, that, and that's been a thing for a while where guys could. So that's going to be that's a huge move right there. I think that um, you know it will be effective. So the, they're making the changes they got to make, and again, something else will happen. And then I'm going to have to make. We don't know what it is yet. You can't see it, but something will happen in some area of the game, and there'll be another little thing. You know? So that's interesting too. Guys are not going to be allowed in the video room. Is that real? And how's that going to be enforced? Is Major League Baseball going to put a security guard outside the video room? You, I mean, if you go to the NFL, right, you come off the field, they give you the tablet, and the quarterback is looking at the defense. You're getting all sorts of pictures and whatnot. I, I, getting rid of the video room, if, if, that, if they're really going to force that, I, A, I, I don't know if that's... And that doesn't seem to be a solution to me. Like, I think guys should be able to get information during the game. And I, I don't even know how you would police it. As far as, like, Kinergo say, like, like, Toronto Blue Jays, Mike Bolsinger, he filed a lawsuit against the Astros. And Kinergo's basically saying, yeah, I don't know. He, did he really miss time because the, the Astros cheated? Is that actually accurate? It probably is. But I'm not exactly sure. Maybe they would have. Maybe they would have scalded him either. There's no actual real proof. I still think there's the financial payments that the Astros have had to pay. I mean, the players aren't giving anything back, and the fine of the club was five million bucks, which is you know complete drop in the bucket. Uh, how about the White Sox as a team, Paul Kanurka? What do you think about these offseason moves? Are they a playoff team? I would say it's the reverse. Like the first few years, I don't miss any. You don't miss anything. Like you're just still burned out. Like I'm probably still even a little burned out still. You know, but um, I think. I so that was that's uh, Kinerko actually talking about being around the team. Uh, and here, let's let's try that one again. What about those off-season moves, Paul Kinerko? Yeah, I mean, just being the casual fan that I kind of am now. I mean, it just seems to me, looking at what they've added, looking what they had, looking at what other teams were what they didn't add 
and who they lost and what it, like it's there you know what I mean like I, I, I expect as a fan as a fan of this team like I, I they should be playing important games in September I really think that like one of those wild card spots or better is completely in play I don't see why not right if you take care of your business in your own division beat up on the teams you should and play pretty good against the other teams it's there so I don't I mean that just seems like I mean that's a I'm probably talking like every other fan but obviously health and all that but it really does seem mathematically there for the taking you know so let's see let's see and I like it that Paul Canerco who one of the all-time great White Sox, right? Maybe had the biggest homer in the history of the franchise, the Grand Slam in, in Game Two. But yeah, I'm just like any other fan. I don't know. They look like they're in play for the second wild card spot, but baseball is completely unpredictable. And yes, I played the game for many, many, many years and had tremendous success. But I have no idea what they're going to do this year. That's why they have to play the games. Uh, but yeah, sure, second wild card. Why not? I to me, the White Sox are very much in play for the division as well. I'm not completely sold on the Minnesota Twins as a knockdown dead-on favorite to take the division. Let, let's 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 play some baseball before we go that far. Hey, White Sox games are better with a group, whether you're looking to head to the ballpark with 20 people or a few hundred. The White Sox have the perfect option for you. For more information, visit WhiteSox.com or call 312-674-1000. Our conversation, soundbites, all of it from Paul Canerco, sponsored by Mazda of Orland Park and Zoom, ZoomNation.com, where they're always trying to make your car shopping fun. We'll take our final timeout, wrap up White Sox Weekly next at 720 WGN.